I'm Greg. I'm an alcoholic. Yay! It's really neat to be here tonight. Uh, I'm only terrified when I like climb under the table here. But hey, you know, it's better than waking up drunk. I'll tell you that. And I want to uh, welcome the newcomers and the chip people and congratulations on uh, your birthday. That was great to hear. You know, it's great to hear. Anyway, I'm uh, I'm glad I'm here tonight, uh, and I'm glad I'm sober. And uh, if I wasn't, I would probably be dead. Alcoholics Anonymous has saved my life more than once, and uh, I owe everything to it. I owe everything to it. My life and the any success that I've had in my life was only due because I was sober, and I was only sober because of Alcoholics Anonymous. And um, I come from a long line of uh, drunks and uh, my family history. You know, I, I blame it on my Mexican-Irish blood. And uh, right, a mongrel race, that's for sure. And my father was an alcoholic and uh, I, he went to meetings before he died, but he, he uh, drank himself to death at the age of 44. And I truly believe this is genetic, basically, and that uh, I was lucky enough to get those genes like he had, and it was gonna kill me too. I really didn't start drinking in earnest till about 27, and then it was almost immediate. Um, I found out why people loved alcohol, uh, when it hit me, uh, wow, it was just like all my inhibitions just melted. You know, I, I wanted to scream. I wanted to fight my friends. I wanted to spit on people. You know, I, I wanted to, let's go do crimes. You know, <laughs> that kind of um, I was always in the hands of the police or a hospital within about a week after I started drinking, drink, you know, drinking in earnest. I didn't know what to do. It was like, it was starting to ruin my life, but hey, if I don't have this, I don't care about anything else. But I couldn't keep on drinking anymore. And uh, I got um, thrown into like a, a, a first step house. And uh, when I got out, you know, they said, don't drink. And there they, you know, just don't drink. And so I go, okay, I won't drink, you know, because that's horrible. I believe that alcohol is the strongest drug on earth. You know, it's like they don't have big ghettos for junkies or pill takers, but they certainly got ghettos and skid row for alcoholics. And uh, and it and it hit me that way. So people that can control it. You know, um, I really think, commend you for it because that's a hard thing to do. You know, if you have an addictive personality, you're stuck with it and it's horrible. And so uh, I was uh, stopping drinking and uh, I decided to do drugs because I wouldn't do the crazy crap that I did when I was drinking on it. You know, uh, a junkie, he just wants to sit in a corner and be left alone. You know, you're full. You're glad you just got beat. 
if you're a, if you're a hype, you know, and just laying back and, and like living life in a dreamy, you know, it was like it was shooting up drug, shooting up junk, a low down cheap little punk, and um, it all went with it. You have to have money, so you got to scrape up money, and it was like. Your whole life was kind of like living in somebody's apartment, you know, on the couch or something like that. It, you were never really doing anything but doing that. And uh, it, messed, uh, it messed my life up for a long time. And anyway, um, finally it got so bad I had to do something about it uh, again. And uh, I, I, I had some friends that they were all in a, like a sobriety group. They had a clique and they included me into it while I was sober. And, you know, and I was going, well, I'm going to do what these guys tell me. Five minutes. Okay. I'm going to, you know, I had a sponsor and he said, you know, you're going to go to meetings with us. You're going to do this thing the right way. And so I said, oh, okay. And so I was going to meetings all the time. And, uh, it, it was working out all right. And um, I wasn't married and I was thinking, what do I want in life? Now that I'm sober and I'm 36, what am I gonna do? And so I thought, well, I wanna live a life of um, experiencing entertainment and pleasure. And I had a really high uh, excitement threshold. You know, it's like things that would, somebody would buy a car, you know, and they'd be happy for six months. You know, it was like only worked for me for about 15 minutes. So I was like, well, what's next? That kind of thing. And so it was a constant, even though I was sober and I was kind of living by the golden rule, it was a constant uh, feeling of it's not enough. You know, I, needed more. I need more excitement. And I did a lot of exciting things sober. You know, I have a, I had a sobriety date of uh, March 10th, 1989. And for a long time, you know, um, I was a, a member in good standing in this program. And, uh, but it was like, well, what do I want to do? I go, well, I don't want a marriage and I don't want a family. So I was down in Mexico and, you know, like 500 of those girls down there, they had to take a double shower, you know, because I was a dirty little character and it was just like, <laughs> I, I, I'd submerge myself. I'd submerge myself into like the living living down there in a ghetto, just thinking, oh man, this is great. And I'm an artist and I went to a fancy art school and I started painting it. Did you say you were an artist? Somebody no. said. Uh, <laughs> and with the things I painted, it was like I found this woman to support me. And uh, the things I painted were like junkies, drunks lying on the street, homeless people. That goes over really well at the Festival of Arts. <laughs> you know, that, that they're just waiting to buy that stuff. And it was like, wow, I didn't get it, that they didn't want this stuff. I go, man, it's good, everybody. They thought it was good, the festival. 
you know, they were glad that somebody wasn't painting lighthouses and stuff. So, <laughs> you know, the seascapes. <laughs> Maybe it's still like something. And, and I'm painting, you know, like people shooting up. <laughs> and I had like uh, all these cultural uh, venues that I was showing my work at. Anyway, things were going uh, pretty good for around 22 years. And then all of a sudden, my medication didn't work. You know, they told me not to take antidepressants in, unless I really needed them when I got sober and I didn't listen to them. And now those, those antidepressants weren't working. And I was, it was just like everything in my life was okay, but I was like descending in this pit of darkness and I couldn't get out of it. And they were giving me all these other medications to try and correct it and it wasn't working. And so um, to make a long story short on that, um, I stopped uh, I stopped caring. I, I thought, uh, one minute, okay, hey. And uh, so um, I stopped caring. Um, and uh, I, I, no matter where it is, I got loaded. You know, I started getting loaded again. It wasn't on alcohol because I went crazy on it. But I get loaded on pills and junk. It was just kind of like, you know, the crap that doctors and stuff would prescribe. And uh, it was a mess. I wasn't even getting high on the stuff. I didn't even feel good. It was just like numbing me a little bit. Anyway, I got thrown into a nut house. My wife did. <laughs> I swore I was going to get out and cut her throat, you know, that I was in this, this place. And, and uh, somehow... Uh, 21 days being detoxed and transferred to a recovery unit. Um, I had a change of heart and I wanted to give this thing a try again. You know, and uh, a friend of mine that was in the program. Another minute, please. Um, <laughs> was in the program. And he goes, if you re you're really earnest, I'll sponsor you and we'll do this thing right. And I listened to him, and we did do this thing right. You know, we studied the book. We did the steps completely, not just like a day at the Canyon Club. Um, I took things serious. I was already retired, so um, I, I didn't have that to worry about. But, I, you know, I took this thing serious, and I, and I became a person that was a person of service. You know, um, I was... I did things I didn't want to do, like talking tonight. I didn't want to do it, but hey, you know, uh, I owe my life to this program. You know, and I've got a contentment now that I never had during those 22 years. Never had a contentment like that and just a, a serenity and peace of mind. And I have a, a feeling of well-being today. Hey, I may live another 10 years. Man, if if I can uh, just go this next 10 years before I croak sober, that's all I care in life, man. You know, uh, as Tim Montana, Tim used to say, um, I don't want to meet God with beer on my breath. Okay. Anyway, thank you for letting me talk.